0: Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor I'm Matt, welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. So yeah, like I said, we got a great show uh, tonight. First things first, let's uh, say hi to a couple of new subscribers. First off the pin guys, thank you for joining over on YouTube. And also, um, Natalie Foy, thank you for joining us over on YouTube. Uh, just great to have new subscribers. We passed that 200 subscriber threshold over the weekend. Um, and we're creeping up on 75,000 views on the channel. Um, quicker, quicker and quicker every day. So it's, uh, we're thinking we're going to get to it by the end of the week. So pretty awesome there. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot going on. We've got Peter with Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel over on the other side. Um, so let's go ahead and bring him on. Hey, Peter, how
1: are we doing? I'm good. I just got out of the shower. Thank you very much. Not out of bed. <laughs> so
0: apparently, my subscriber alerts are going to play again, which is fine. Which is fine. Pretty awesome that we have. 201 subscribers as of the beginning of the show um so yeah so lots of disney news um anything big go on with you in the last week
1: uh no not much um people are starting to think about spring break with a lot of the airlines releasing their flights through there um, within the last couple of weeks so um on the travel side right now is kind of a a good time to get those flights booked. And then, if you have a trip over the holiday season, that means that you are rapidly approaching your 60 days out window. So, make sure if you are planning on your own that you are aware of your 60 day out window to book your dining reservations because, as you can imagine, the holiday time it will fill up real quick, a little quicker yeah. than normal. So.
0: Yeah, I was just talking with somebody last week that's going that week between Christmas and New Year's and they were not aware that that is the busiest week of the year at the Disney Parks. Um, I was like, yeah, you might want to get on like getting your park pass reservations and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we don't have that? Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, and then something I learned today and I, I don't know if it just moved over to the app today because I hadn't seen mm-hmm. it um, for the Paris trip. It's 60 days out if you aren't staying on site but if you're staying on site it's up to a year and it used to be you had to call in to get reservations and now you can do it on the app for select restaurants as they become available so like a lot of the in-park restaurants don't have any dinner reservations yet but they have some brunch and lunch reservations so i Hmm. thought that was pretty interesting that is yeah Um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and let's get into the news. So let's get our 15 seconds and here we go. 15 seconds. Wait. 15 minutes. Sorry about that. 15 minutes for the news. Um, so let's start off with the big news. Uh, Disneyland went and raised a bunch of their prices this morning. Um, namely for, uh, Genie Plus and um for the individual lightning lane uh attractions. So Genie Plus went from 20 to $25 today. Mm-hmm. Um and then Disney World kind of followed up on that with going to a throttled pricing. So basically it's going to change from day to day based on how how much attendance is going to affect it I guess I would say so during the holiday season it is going to be a lot more expensive than it will be during you know the the slow season Um, and that's going to vary between $15 and $25 uh, depending on the day Um, Mm -hmm. what do you think this does for the usage of Genie Plus and the individual lightning lanes
1: Until people stop paying it, absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think I'm I'm right there with you.
1: You and I speculated that, you know, when Genie Plus came on board, we were like, you know what, if nobody pays it, they'll go back to the old system. But you know what? Before long, a lot of people were paying for it, and then Genie was even, like Disney was even having to limit the amount of Genie Plus purchases a day because so many people were buying it that they weren't able to really – you know, deliver a $15 advantage to those people that were buying. it. So what is it going to do with moving guardians of the galaxy from like right now, guardians of the galaxy is, you know, 16, $18 per person. Yes. Over the holiday, holiday season, I fully expect it to be upwards of 20, 22 dollars a person. And it's not going to change a thing because everybody's still going to log in at 7am and they're going to be like $20. Oh, that's totally worth it. Cause in the grand scheme of disney in people's minds like 3 more dollars isn't whatever Boy, know. just but to your and my continual point i mean a trip to disney today like if you go for a 4 day trip you're probably spending $1000 more than you used to and, that, and that's even a conservative estimate, in my opinion, between the increase in the park tickets, between the increase of in the hotel, with the addition of all the, um, the microtransactions that now take place. You know, they took away the free fast passes, and they took away the Magical Express, and they took away the ability to purchase a dining plan. And so all said and done, all of the things that used to be deals – are no longer deals.
0: Yeah, and uh, some of the other things that went up, so the the one-day Park Hopper add-on over at Disneyland went from $60 to $65. Um, Hotel Valet went from $50 to $65. Preferred Parking went from $45 to $50. So, you know, overall, they were speculating that it's about an 8% average cost increase across the board for for each guest that goes to the parks now this is going to impact people a little bit different park to park i think in land this is really going to affect your local residents a lot more that would use those services to come in do like an individual lightning lane and then get out um because like today rise of the resistance was 25 dollars a person I mean, for a family of four, that's 100 bucks to ride one ride. Um, so, I don't know if they're trying to... Well, we know what they're trying to do. They're trying to find that tipping point.
1: Yeah, they're they're looking for the moment when... People stop. Right, they're... they're oh, we're still... Like, they're looking for that happy level where, you know, maybe they're raising the prices to dip it a little bit. I, I don't know, but they are. They're clearly looking for like when is too much too much yeah yeah and until we find that point like basically disney is playing the mountain climber game on prices right
0: the, that's exactly what they're doing right now like, they're 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 really just testing the water see what people will pay and then when people stop paying they're like ah, that's probably enough and we'll we'll back off and and, and, and again that's what we've been saying for a long time people that, keep paying if, it though
1: yeah if the And if the parks can just be this little cash cow, I mean, you know, because there's other parts of the Disney company that are kind of struggle busting a little bit, you know, the production studios just announced a whole bunch of delays over the last week of a bunch of projects that they just came out and said at D23. They're like, actually, it's going to be more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to see that whole list of
0: delays, you can go over to our (laughs) Twitter page. We probably won't get onto it uh, today, but at Disney Insights over on Twitter. A um, couple other things over at Disneyland. A uh, couple of the tours are coming back. So the Holiday Time at Disneyland Resort Tour is coming back starting November 11th. It's $110 per person. And Walt's Main Street Story, where you actually get to see Walt's apartment, is coming back. It started on October 6th, and it's going to be $160 a person. Booking started last, uh, last Wednesday.
1: Oh, I don't have anyone going to Disney. Yeah, League.
0: last Wednesday, the fifth.
1: I will tell you though that walk that walk in Walt's footsteps tour is worth every dime. Like, there, there's almost like I know you just said one hundred and sixty dollars per person, and that sounds steep, and that's a little bit more than I think I paid for it. I think I maybe paid one or one twenty when I went on it, but there is almost there is almost no price that's too much for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, to see Walt Disney's apartment at Disneyland is probably a highlight. It's, it's, it's a list item for a Disney fan.
1: They take you all around the park and they, they like, here's this tree that, that um, Lily brought in. And this is a really famous spot because Walt sat down with his daughter here and there's a famous photograph taken of them with this as the backdrop and, Everything And, like, here's the layout of Club 33, and here's where you get up to it. And if you actually look in from this vantage point right here, you can see inside of the drinking parlor and, like, just everything. Because it's the only place that Walt, Walt walked. Of all of the parks, it's the only one that he was there. It's the only one in the world that yep. Walt himself was at and visited and opened on opening day and they tell you the story of opening day how there were like limited tickets and and um and then like a couple like either it's like a couple thousand people like snuck in over back fences and the next thing he knew like the uh am i still coming through because it's yeah you were kind of delayed but you're still coming through Oh, okay um yeah so the next thing you know like there's not enough food <laughs> like the ride lines are like three hours long and all sorts of stuff <laughs>
0: um a couple other things at disneyland um with the disney 100 coming up so it's going to officially kick off on january 27th 2023 and that will be the opening of mickey and minnie's runaway railway out there in mickey's toontown um They're also getting a couple of new spectaculars. World of Color 1 at Disney California Adventure is going to um, start then. And then the Wondrous Journeys show at at Disneyland Resort will um, also be at that time. The other thing that's going to be coming back is Magic Happens. And they're just saying spring of 2023 right now. Um, great parade! If you want to see it, you can go over to our um, over to our YouTube page and check that out. From their live um, their live show that they did on it when it first opened in February of 2020. Um, other things that are going on around the parks: Drawn to Life at Disney Springs released their 2023 schedule. It's going to include uh, matinee shows on Sundays. Peter has seen that show. He saw very highly of it. It looks like he's frozen right now or freezing. Um, you're, you're pretty choppy right now. so um, Pretty good show there if you're looking to do that. That is the Cirque du Soleil show over at Disney Springs and Walt Disney World. M'Baku is going to be... Uh, Making appearances at Avengers Campus in Disney California Adventure Park soon. No date announced yet. Um, He is part of Wakanda Forever. The American Adventure reopening has been announced. So the American Adventure is in the American Pavilion in Epcot it had closed down for a little while, um, some speculated it was due to the fire from the fireworks show, um, that happened at the American Pavilion, but it's going to reopen to guests on December the 17th, um, so that's pretty interesting that that's going to be coming back in December. And then a lot of just stuff about that Genie Plus, uh, price raise that happened today a couple of dessert parties and table service dining options for Vic- Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party so Be Our Guest and Cinderella's Royal Table are both going to have prefix um, menus for um, the parties so you can go over to DisneyWorld.Disney.com for those and then Let's go to the thread here. 100. Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks dessert party at Tomorrowland Terrace is going to be $114 for adults, $69 for kids um, for the fireworks show, Plaza Garden viewing, all that kind of stuff. They're going to have probably the three different shows on that as well. Um, Real quick, let me get over to this screen here and this screen here all right having a little bit of technical difficulties with Peter today so we're gonna go back to zoom and see if we can't get him back on and Here we go, let's check this out and see what we got here. Where are we doing? okay. I don't look bad there, okay, open Zoom meetings. All right, let's see if we can get him back on real quick. Um, we are gonna be running out of time with the news here soon (laughs) he is calling
1: i'm here i'm here all right we see you uh yeah we'll see i don't know that was really weird we'll see what happens
0: (laughs) yeah that was that was kind of crazy um so Talked about a few different things with um, Drun the Life coming back, with the new character meet and greets that are going to be over at um, Disneyland in the Avengers campus with Mbaku going over there at some point. And then uh, they announced the Very Merry Christmas Party, dining reservations, and fireworks, dessert parties. Um, today, so have you done a fireworks dessert party during a ticketed event?
1: That's funny because we were really close to doing it this last time. Um, so no, we have not. And, uh, the reason why we ultimately waved it off is because again, kind of like, I think we talked about this last week. Was during a ticketed event, I'm spending all this time or I'm spending all this money for such limited time. And so to then spend another $400 just to have a slightly better view and some dessert to like then spend basically two hours of your party just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but that's again, that's for me Because other people might be like what is the, What's the what's lifetime thing? I'm going to the party, I'm going to the fireworks the other, the other trick was When we went to the party That was the only time we were going to Magic Kingdom For the four days that we were there uh-huh. So we spent From like the moment dinner got over Until fireworks Just like riding a ton of stuff um, Because we weren't going to ride anything else that Magic Kingdom
0: all right, well, we are
1: getting to the end of... This. Four, three, two... I don't really know if I'm on the Yeah, you,
0: you missed it by like three seconds, so... so okay. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. All right, so now we are going to get into um, our new favorite part of the show, Top Threes. Uh, Business trip.
1: Uh, i heard the people move <laughs> A bit. go wrong is going wrong
0: <laughs> so peter's light is now out so not no, only it's do we fine. have i got
1: my battery charged it's fine <laughs> We've
0: got camera issues he's got lighting issues he's having all kinds of fun today all kinds of fun well while he's doing that i'm gonna go ahead and draw a number here and see what we're gonna be looking at, and I had a bunch of them fall out, but we are going to go with number 11. Tonight. No,
1: no. If it's not good. I'm going to pretend we've done it already.
0: Alright. Well, now I know that we haven't done any of them because
1: Keep I them give up. us
0: new ones every week. Oh my gosh. Ah, okay. On. So this is this is a pretty good one, and this, this is going to be one that we're probably going to double up on a little bit, but this is going to be favorite viewing areas for parades at Magic Kingdom and you have 18 and a half seconds
1: do you want to go to Disney contact me Princess of the mouse travel and I'd love to work with you on your amazing itineraries <laughs> You can contact Princesses in the
0: Mouse at Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. All right. We're back. I've been going first the last few weeks, so you get to go first this week. That's baloney. I went first last week.
1: No, you did not. Yes, I did. Okay, sh- you might have. Run the. You know what? I'd like to challenge that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Rock, paper, I'm scissors. I'm you to roll the tape. You're you're on a delay here, so I can I can beat you rock paper scissors basically every time.
1: I'm on a delay. Oh, that's not fair.
0: <laughs> All right, um, go ahead and go first. What is your number three viewing area for a Magic Kingdom parade?
1: My number three viewing area. I am going to go with the parade entrance location. So, okay. for those of you that don't know, the parade enters right there in between Adventureland and Frontierland and uh, comes up right next to Pecos Bill. One of my favorite places to watch the parade is if you're coming up from Pirates towards Splash Mountain, there is a wood pole fence that comes along the seating area of Pecos Bill. And what's nice is they rope directly to that fence. So if you can get there, you don't have to get there like an hour early. You can get there like 10 minutes before it starts and you can go all the way into that corner where the rope and the fence meet and then just sort of like stake out an area and then you don't have to deal with crowds cramming into you. You don't have to worry about people jumping in front of you. You don't have to be worried about people bumping from behind you. Um, You just sort of like the adults Stand their ground, kind of in a, the end of the triangle, and let the kids have that area inside of that triangle of rope and fence. That's it's number three, but I did debate on putting it a little bit higher. But I have yeah. some better, some better ones.
0: And I think another cool thing about that area is all the parades have a little like intro music that if you're mm-hmm. anywhere else on the route, you don't get to see the same choreography as when they come out of that fence. You know, the one that really jumps out of my head in my head is Magic Happens. They have a whole, like, 20-second choreography that they do right when they come out of the gate as the music is starting that you never see anywhere else on the show route.
1: Yeah, because then they go into their parade choreography.
0: Exactly. Right. So, no, cool little cool little area. Yeah, that, that was going to definitely be one of the ones that was on my list, but... For my number three, I will use... I don't want to use a sneaky spot. I'm going to use the bend there at the end of um, Liberty Square. So as it's coming down through um, Frontierland into Liberty Square, at the Hall of Presidents, it has to make like a right turn, like a right-angled turn. So everything kind of slows down. And if you can get down at that corner you can watch the parade come down to you and make that turn right in front of you. So you actually get to watch it quite a bit longer um, and you get to see everything, kind of that whole beginning of the parade all the way down through and then watch it as it goes down into the hub. So that is going to be my number three area.
1: On that spot... So I think you're talking on the outside of the turn, correct? Right. seeing it come down at you. If you're more like claustrophobic, if you go to the inside of that turn next to the Liberty Bell, that's typically a pretty low crowd area because not a lot of people th- think to go inside there. So um, if you're looking for a breathing room, the inside of that exact same turn is a pretty good spot as well. Okay. Um, so I'm totally, this is probably your number one, but it's not even my number one. Okay, but I might be stealing your number one. I'm sorry.
0: Maybe. We'll see. So
1: back before, so this isn't back, and I want it to come back, but a lot of the restaurants there allow you to do a dining plus parade viewing. And I want it to come back, and I hope it comes back, and when it comes back, What's amazing about that is it gives you a little voucher and it lets you go into the inside of the circle right there by the train station and the fire station and everything right there in Main Street in the entrance. So the parade kind of ends going around that circle where you first enter the park. And if you can book the dining that has that parade, that area is closed off to those people only. And so you talk about Matt talking about that parade view coming right at you. There is not a much better spot than kind of standing there right dead center of Main Street, looking out and watching the parade come up Main Street at you. And then Matt just talked about like the longevity of watching it. You can literally watch it go all the way around you and then go in the exit. So that is a really, really fantastic. And I might have stolen Matt's number one. With talking about this, but specifically <laughs> when I can do the dining, because then that area is not swarmed with people. You'll notice a trend of mine for parade watching. I don't want to be swarmed with people.
0: Yeah. And I, that, that would have probably been my number one. I think there's a couple of different ones, but really the view that Peter's talking about is one that for a three o'clock parade, you've got to be there right now at probably about one to get, because it just, it, it, it is such a good, it's such a cool view of that area. Um, I'm actually I'm bringing something up right now. Let's, uh, not let the ad blare in our ears, but it's this view right here. Oh, uh, under- you're
1: doing the end, the Mickey.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the the parade from Christmas.
1: The whole parade? Oh my gosh.
0: Well, not not the whole parade, but just because I was right in the middle on Main Street for that parade, and then it goes around to the right and goes all the way around the the circle before it goes back in beside the firehouse. So, no, it is it is a fantastic place to watch parades. And when we do our special parades and when we're when we we're trying to do parade footage now, that is one of the views that we want to have for every parade um, mm-hmm. at some point. Um, so my number two. My number two is kind of a, a given one where a lot of people are going to be Um, but it is going to be close to the entrance to Tomorrowland from the hub. So it's going to be on the outside of the hub circle, um, on the Tomorrowland side. And really what it does is as you're watching the parade, you get the castle as the backdrop of the parade. Um, so it's just a really, really great place to just get that Disney magic with the parade. Um you're there with a lot of people, so you get that crowd ambiance and it's, it, it just, the hub is the showcase of the parade. Um, now magic kingdom doesn't do it like it used to with some of them where they would actually stop in the hub and, and do something like the move it, shake it dance party did, but you can't beat the castle as the backdrop in the parade. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it just, it, it, it's, it's just classic Disney. I mean, it's, it's it's another one of those places. Since you can't get up on like the the level for the train station right now to watch the parade, I think this is the best place to have that parade backdrop now. So, all right. So, let's go ahead and get into our number ones here. And I know where your number one's going to be. So... I'm going to go first and steal
1: it. You're all right. No, go ahead. No, go for it. I'm intrigued because I want to I watch you get it wrong. All okay. right. So, So my number
0: one place to watch the parade is going to be kind of on the loop away from Crystal Palace. Uh, where you can watch right across the bridge and see the see the parade. It, it's almost their rest area as they're coming out of Liberty Square and going into the hub.
1: There's a good spot. Um, there's never anybody there. If you go onto the bridge, there's a there's like a little alcove to the left, and There's hardly ever anybody in there.
0: Yeah, and you can watch the parade. You get all the music, you get all the stuff, and a lot of times you'll see the characters on those those side of the float since there's nobody there. You kind of get some personalized attention from some of the characters. Um, But it is kind of their letdown area as well because it's really hard for people to kind of pack into those areas. It's really tight through there. So it's kind of their break. It's about the midway point of the parade. Um, but it's an awesome place to check out the parade.
1: Yeah, so on top of that, if you're going up the bridge, and maybe this is what you're talking about, I'm just not placing it. If you go up the diagonal bridge from Crystal Palace towards Liberty Square, you can stop on that bridge and look across to the other bridge, and the characters, as they go across that bridge, will look out to that next bridge over. And, again, I'm all about, like, Watmo. you Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm all about watching the parade with like as few of people around as possible. Yeah. So uh, that's another spot where like your whole family could be standing there single file along that bridge looking over and get the whole gist of the parade. Um, that was not my number one spot. I'm surprised because we talk uh, about
0: that spot a lot. It's a good
1: spot. It's a really <laughs> good spot. Maybe I should have done that one instead of the circle up by, you know, the front entrance. But my number one spot is actually in front of the shooting gallery and trading post. There oh, where are, are the, the little big stages, platforms. Yes, that is my number one spot. My number one spot to watch the parade. There are these giant platforms built around. A, like one of them has like. Uh, there's a tree in the middle of it. The other one's just sort of like a pole, like a post. And, um, what's great about them is they go almost right up to the rope. So you can put a couple people up on the rope. You don't necessarily have to get there crazy early because everybody else is going for all these other spots. And so even if you kind of like walk up as the parade starting, you as an adult who – as long as you're not footaging or whatever else, like you climb up onto the backside of that, let your kids stand and they can see up over the crowd. And then you just stand right behind your kids and you can see up over them up over the crowd. And so you don't have to, like Matt said, that, that center up by the really all the places that like the hub and main street and the main street circle, all of that, boy, you better get there. If you want to see it, you better get there no later than like two, two fifteen. 15. Yeah. So now you spent basically two hours of your day watching a parade. Yep. Um, whereas I can roll up on this one and just sort of like get up, climb up. Uh, but you'll notice that my spots, like those two are kind of focused towards the frontier land side. Cause one of my favorite things to do is as the parade lets out, run for something like a Pirates or a Splash Mountain or a Big Thunder Mountain because what the parade does is it drops wait times. So I can go to Pirates or Splash or or Big Thunder over there and just go ride one of those or I can sneak along the back walkway while everybody's still watching that spot that Matt talked about and sneak around them and get to Haunted Mansion or something else over there. So um, If you watch the parade early, you can get to get to a ride with a relatively low wait time right after it
0: yeah and that's the thing i I think you you hit like a pro tip there is you know going towards the beginning of the parade route the parade is such a thousand
1: people watching the parade
0: yeah it's such a it's such a people vacuum as, as they, they hear that music through the park And they all come running towards the hub Or towards Main Street If you can watch the whole parade in Frontierland And as it goes by You've got that whole side of the park open to you now To try and, to try and do some of those rides That maybe you don't want to use You know, a lightning lane on Or you, you didn't get to at the first part of the day And that kind of stuff So, no Great, great tip there um so if you guys have anything that you want us to do top threes on definitely check out the website below um patm forward slash planning and there's a form up in the top right of the page that you can fill out that gives us ideas for top threes and ideas for our next segment which is the dpi client question so let's get into that Maybe. Do you have questions concerning planning a Disney trip? Ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Holy hell, all those screens work today. It's a pretty awesome... Awesome thing there. All right. So, I've got a good one. Um, so, question came across yesterday about how much time you need to dedicate to each park. And they were asking if... The question starts, is Animal Kingdom a a full-day park? And then, kind of, if in a perfect world, what would you dedicate to each park? So...
1: Oh, in a perfect world.
0: Yeah, in a perfect world, what would you dedicate to each park?
1: Animal Kingdom, that one's easy. That's a day. But is it a full day? Absolutely. And you are if you go into Animal Kingdom trying to do everything, you're gonna have to budget chop things just like any other park. Correct. Like, there's no way you're gonna ride both Pandora rides and Expedition Everest and Cali River Rapids and watch the two big shows and watch bird, the up bird show, like, and ride Kilimanjaro Safari. Like, that easily fills a day.
0: Yeah, and like, you're you, you're not hitting I mean, you the Jungle Tracks. Line. Yeah, you're not doing Rafiki's Planet Watch. You're, there's a lot that you're still not
1: doing. Right. Like wilderness explorers could fill a day if you wanted to, too. Yeah. You could just go grab the wilderness explorer guide on the right side of the bridge when you're walking in towards the tree of life and spend the entire day finding wilderness explorer locations and letting your kids learn about different ecosystems and different animals of the world. Like, so I think Animal Kingdom gets a bad rap, but yes. So. I guess in this perfect world, do I have like a number of days, like limitless vacation and limitless days, or, or do I have like do I have to work under uh, constraint? I think I think
0: this is let, let's let's do it in the guise of we have a client come to us and say, hey, I want to do a, a mad or a, a Walt Disney World trip, right? What is your advice on that? Wow. I mean. I think you're looking at at least two days for every
1: other park. Yeah. Like maybe three for Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, But definitely 100% two days in Hollywood Studios. That's not even a question. There's going to be a festival going on in Epcot. So, and I'm a huge fan of Epcot. So I'm at. I'm having a hard time saying two and not three for even for Epcot, because if I'm going to Epcot, I want a full day to do the rides and the experiences. And then on that day, I might book a dining or two. And then the other day I want 100% to be spent in the world showcase or some combo of that. We're like, I ride for half the day and then showcase or, Showcase half the day and then ride Yeah, Like Epcot's an easy to Well and I think people don't understand That
0: in each one of the World Showcase Pavilions you either have A ride or a show Or a film Or something in each one of those Pavilions that can Suck up time
1: Yeah you could go in During a festival and you could spend two days In World Showcase easy Easily you could go in and try to do like UK up to America, maybe maybe go one more over to like Italy and then go Germany around like yeah, I or Japan around, it would be Japan. Uh I yeah, I don't know. That to me sounds like easily, easily two days. So without getting like crazy into this, I would say at minimum two days in Magic Kingdom, minimum two days in Epcot, two solid days in Hollywood Studios, and you can pull off Animal Kingdom in one. If you really want to do it right, 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 add one day to every single park. So go three Magic Kingdom, three Epcot. um, You can still do two Hollywood Studios. But you could do two in Animal Kingdom to just enjoy Animal Kingdom. Plus, it closes early, so it can kind of work as part of a rest day, give you a chance to go back to your hotel, enjoy your pool and stuff. Yeah, because um, you never, you haven't even brought up enjoying
0: your hotel. You right. haven't, we haven't talked about going to Disney Springs. We haven't talked about playing around a golf or mini golf or something right. like that, going to a water park.
1: Yeah, so I would say, like, on a perfect <laughs> Disney vacation. All right, here we go. Here's my final, my final decision. So let's see. A day, I got a day in Animal Kingdom, two in Hollywood Studios, and then two in Magic Kingdom, two in Epcot. And I would probably buy Park Hopper, too. So I would, like, set two, 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 one. So I would set seven park days with Park Hopper. And that would then allow me, and then I would get Park Hopper with, like, Park Hopper Plus with the water, and sports option, but then I would get a 10 night stay for 11 total days, so that I can go like two park days, have a day off, two park days, have a day off, two park days, have a day off, and then that would then allow me on those days off to hang around Disney Springs or go play around a mini golf or go over to the water park on all of those off days at, or hang around the resort and enjoy the, the amenities that the resort offers and the, the pool activities and the late night movies and all of that stuff. So, but I would definitely get park Hopper so that on my park days, like I would probably, if I had park opera, I'd go two mornings to animal kingdom and then bail and spend like a half in Hollywood and a half in Epcot or, or a half in Epcot and a half in magic kingdom or something. Yeah. Yeah, so seven park,
0: day, seven park
1: days. I think in a perfect world, 10 I would day do seven stay. to nine park days. And, yeah, 10 to 12 nights stay. day. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, and, and I
0: love, you know, I, I'm part of some Reddit groups and some Facebook groups and just some of the open-ended questions that are thrown out there on, like, what's your favorite restaurant? Where? I've eaten it, at all of them. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's just... It, there's some of them that are just like, you know, yeah, I want to be a Club 33 member and just and an annual pass holder. I just book a 25-day stay and, you know, all this stuff. But, you know, everybody has different constraints and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I have a client going next year that's doing a 14-night stay with a 10-day ticket. Nice. Like, and I'm just, I'm jealous of them that just sounds glorious because they're going they're going like two to three park days and then have a day off and go two to three park days and and they're they're not doing park hopper so they're just gonna like we're gonna go get after yeah they're doing um two animal kingdom two hollywood and three epcot and three magic so nice. yeah they're, they're basically living what i just said
0: <laughs> no that's that that's awesome and if, if people do want
1: to book through you, um, where can they find you? Uh, Facebook is the easiest. If you find me on Facebook at Princess in the Mouse Disney Travel, uh, you can send me a messenger right through my Facebook page, and then we can get in touch and uh, figure out kind of the, the base logistics, and then we'll set up a phone call and start talking through your trip, and then from there we'll probably move out of Facebook and just go to more chat and voice communication to, to get things set up. Or if you are local – in the uh, Indianapolis area, obviously, I'd be happy to sit down and buy you a coffee. So. Sounds good. Well, Peter, thanks for coming on the show, working through those uh, technical
0: difficulties. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't had that in so long. <laughs> I know. I know. It's usually on, it's been on my end with the new, all the new show screens and everything. So, yeah. all right. Well, have a good night, man. Okay. Bye, everybody. Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel joined us on the show today. Um, if you want to get in touch with him over on Facebook at PATM Disney Travel. If you're looking for us you can find us on facebook over at dpi podcast on twitter at disney insights youtube the disney planning insights podcast and on instagram at princesses and the mouse come check us out like share subscribe do all those fun things help Thank all of you for watching, listening, everything that you do for the show. You all have a good week, and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye now.